0: space between my two fingers. Nowhere. There's nothing. There's no space there. If you do not learn to obey, you will not, you will not move forward with God. It doesn't matter what spiritual experience you have had. It doesn't matter what God's done in your life. You will not move forward with Him until you learn and experience the practice of obedience. And God will require you to obey. He will call on you for your obedience. I've often said, when when I start talking to God about certain things, about moving ahead and moving forward, invariably He talks to me about what I need to do. When I start talking about, oh God, I want to draw closer to you, it's kind of like, well then why don't you? you want me to draw closer to me. I'm not removing myself. I'm not hiding from you. I'm not trying to run from you. If you want to draw closer to me, here I am. Do it. Do what the Word says and you will draw closer to me. A lot of times I argue back and I say, Lord, that's what I'm already doing. That's the reason I'm talking to you about because I'm already doing that. And he didn't dump some of my dense thought right here. And he says, well then just do more of it. Just do more. Keep going and do more of it. So I said, I'm already praying. Well, pray more. How much intelligence does that take? I'm already giving. we'll give more. I'm already walking in obedience. Check it out and make sure that every little aspect of your walk is in obedience to me. And so here's what happened to the Israelites. Jeremiah chapter 7. I'm actually going to read a scripture at the beginning of my message today. Jeremiah chapter 7. This is verses 23 and 24. And this is what it says, what Jeremiah the prophet said. But this commandment, he's speaking on behalf of the Lord, the prophet of God. But this commandment I gave to them. He gave a commandment. This is what he said. This is the commandment. Obey my voice. And I will be your God, and you shall be my people, and walk in all the way that I command you, that it may be well with you. That's a promise. If you will obey, walk in all the way that I've commanded you, then I'll be your God, and you'll be my people, and it will be well with you. That is what he said to his people. But this is what happened The next verse says, but they did not obey God or incline their ear. They paid no attention to him, but walked in their own counsels and the stubbornness of their evil hearts. They didn't listen to God, but they walked in their own counsel, in their own personal wisdom. I know better than God knows. They walked in what they thought was best. None of us have ever done that, so I want to explain it to you a little bit what that means. I know better than God knows. I know what's best for me. I know what's best for me. Nobody else knows what's best for me. When you say nobody else does, you include God in that. So they walked in their own household and in the stubbornness of their evil hearts. And this is what happened. The last words of those two verses say. And they went backward and not forward. It's just this simple. If you do not obey God, you will not go forward. You may move, but it'll be backward. It won't be forward. You need to obey God in all things. In everything. There's an old song we used to sing. It's amazing to me how I can think about old songs. Digression for a moment. Next Sunday, I want us to sing... A really old song for Mother's Day, and I want—I I want to have somebody up here to sing. If I could hear my mother pray again, how many of you remember that old song? Five, I believe. Okay, <laughs> I'm six. <laughs> if I could hear my mother pray again, if I could only hear her tender voice as then, how glad I would be! It would mean so much to me if I could hear my mother pray. That's kind of on my heart, not because only because it's Mother's Day, but just some special things going on in my own heart about my mother. And I not need to talk to you about it now. But I'm just going to tell you. See, there were about six of you raised your hand said you know that song. Maybe you can sing that for us next Sunday morning. Try to remember who you are. Well, I'll, I'll pick you up. All right, so now back to today. They went back. Because disobedience will take you backward. If you do not obey God, hear his voice, listen to him, and do what he tells you to do, you will not move forward with him. There are two men in the Bible who are classic examples of obeying and disobeying God. Both of them have the same name. When in the Old Testament the name Saul, he was the king of Israel. The Israelites wanted a king. They didn't want God's rule and God's plan and God's direction for them. They wanted a king, so Samuel following them, and God said, well, let them have their own way. So he did that, and a lot of things happened that were not good. And so the time came during the reign of Saul that the Lord spoke to Samuel and told him to take a message to King Saul, go out and destroy these enemies of God, Destroy the Amalekites. And, and, and he's, when he said destroy, I mean destroy everything about it. You're destroyed to annihilate them, including all of, their, all of their flocks, all the animal stock of their fields. You're to annihilate this whole people and everything that goes with them. I know that sounds harsh. That's another time, another economy, another day. That's not what God would say to it. God does bring judgment. He still brings judgment. And he's bringing judgment on the Amalekites for their wickedness and their evil ways and for their contention with his people, Israel. So Saul went to battle. He got all of his soldiers together. He numbered them. He planned them. He put them all together. And he went out against the Amalekites. He attacked them. And he was successful. He overcame the Amalekites. He told one tribe of people to leave so they wouldn't be destroyed. That was, again, the first thing he stepped against God's will. And the next thing he did was he made some exceptions to what God had told him. So the Lord spoke to Samuel the prophet and told him to go to where Saul was and confront him with what he had done, disobeying God. So Samuel went toward Saul. On the way, he was given a report about Saul. This is what was said of him. He was told by some of the followers of Saul, Saul has gone to Carmel. There he has set up a monument in his own honor. Now, for this victory over the Amalekites that God had given him, Saul set up a monument to honor himself for winning the victory. That tells you something about him right there. And he's left there and has turned and gone down to Gilgal. So the report was given to Samuel to let him know where he could find Saul not that God couldn't have led him directly to him he was leading him to him along the way he got this report that at Carmel Saul had built a monument to honor himself so this just corroborates what the Lord is speaking to Samuel and Samuel comes to him and he says to Saul and Saul sees him as he's approaching and Saul says to Samuel I have heard the voice of the Lord, I have obeyed the Lord, I have done as your servant, the Lord's servant has commanded me to do. We have won the battle. And Samuel said, well, if you've done everything I said for you to do, kill all the flock of the fields, the sheep, the oxen, all of them, destroy and annihilate it all, if you've done that, why do I hear the bleating of the sheep? Why do I hear the sounds of the oxen? Why do I hear the animals crying out from the fields if you've done what God told you to do? Oh, Saul said, I made some exceptions for the glory of God. Look at how we can clothe things we want to clothe. I did this to honor the Lord. And as I disobeyed God so that I could honor Him. He said, we kept the best of the sheep. We kept the best of the cattle. We kept the best of the oxen. Because we felt that it was better to sacrifice a good animal sacrifice to God than just to kill it and leave it out in the fields. Have you ever thought your plan was better than God's plan? (laughs) Have you ever had something come to you and you thought, well, my, my, I sure wish God would have told me to do that, but since he hasn't told me to do it, I'll just take it as from him anyway, and I'll go ahead and do it. How'd that work out for you? It's never worked out right for me. I st- I've tried to stop doing those things because I've never had it work out right for me when I've done it. Saul said, we found a better way than the way God told us to do it. Don't you think this is wonderful? And Samuel said to him, basically, no, I don't. I think you're a violator of God's word. I think you're an infidel. I think you're an unbeliever claiming to be what you're not. Those were my words, not Samuel's words. It was pretty close to that. And so, when Saul told Samuel that, Saul said, But but, this is what's really true, Samuel said to Saul. This is what's really true. To obey is better than sacrifice. And he's talking about the sacrificing that was done in the Old Testament, not a sacrifice that we might make for some cause today. He was talking about sacrificing the Old Testament. It would be better, in other words, to obey God. To obey is better than sacrifice. doesn't matter how good the sacrifice is that you're prepared that you're going to make to God. It would be better to obey Him. Nothing surpasses the value of obeying God. So to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. And this is why he goes on to say, Samuel goes on still talking to Saul. He said, for rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. never thought of yourself as being a witch or a Wiccan did you? and I'm not saying you are if it forbid I wouldn't say that but I am telling you that witchcraft isn't putting on a pointed hat with those little funny looking stars on it walking around in a black robe and waving your wand that's not witchcraft, that's pretension but I will tell you this Witchcraft is rebellion against God. And when you're in rebellion against God's will, now listen, I'm going to get really, really personal and tread on some toes right now. Don't know whose toes they are. I just know there's some in here that qualify for what I'm going to say right now. When you're in rebellion at any level, in any sense, against what God has spoken for you to do in your life. And it doesn't mean that God had to come to you and give you a personal message. God puts things in His Word that you know you're supposed to do. I know I'm supposed to do. And if I don't do those things in His Word, what am I doing? I'm rebelling against God's truth. And if you rebel against God's truth, you are in witchcraft. That is a contra- that is a practice contrary to the will and the work of God. And it's a terrible state to be in. You say, well, I didn't know that. You know, sometimes there are things so elementary you think you you ought not have to talk about them again. But I know, I do know, and I say this out of the deepest compassion of my heart, I do know that there are times in our lives When we understand things that are right, but we find it very difficult and very complicated to do them. Because oftentimes, for us to do that which is right, that is the will of God and obey the will of God, the first thing we have to do is the hardest. The first thing we have to do to obey the will of God, walk in God's plans and honor Him, the first thing we have to do is to give up our own will. Give up our own plans. Give up our own expectations. And honor what God is saying he will do if we give ourselves to him. So the most difficult part of it is we have to give ourselves up. That's hard. not at loss for anything to say. I'm just trying to think what I should say because I looked around saw a couple of people and I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll not say that right now. Save so that to another time. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. If you will not, when you know clearly you already see it, because you already know it, because God doesn't need to tell you again. He knows you're not so dumb that you didn't get it the first time. He knows you got it. It's just that you're not doing it. It's not a matter of you understanding it. It's a matter of you're not accepting it. It's a matter of just not being willing to do it. Because to do it, you would have to give up your own carnal self. You'd have to give up your own carnal way. And you don't want to do that. How do I know that's hard? Because it's hard for me too. But if you don't take God's way, you don't take God's way, and you go your own way, you will fail and you will not glorify God in your life and not God will not glorify himself in you and through you. God does not accept disobedience. He forgives it, but the consequences of your disobedience may already be there. I can can think of so many illustrations about, about this. I'll, I'll, I'll just put this one. My grandson is looking for a place to go to college. He can go to all, any college, basically, pretty much that he wants to, because he's got soaring high grades on the SATs, and all, the, all the pre-college things you have to pass. He's got soaring high grades on all that. He has a 4.0 grade point average throughout his entire high school. Never made but one B in high school. and That broke his heart. They let him make it up. <laughs> So he can, he, he, and he's got offers of full full scholarships in more than one university. He's trying to decide which one to go to. And he came up and shared something with me the last time I was with him back in early April, for my daughter and his aunt's birthday. He came up and shared something. I'm not going to tell it because he told me nobody else knew it. And then Carolyn came up and he continued sharing with her. So we're the only two that know it, unless he told somebody since then. But he said he talked about something that God was dealing with him to do. That God was leading him to. Do. He said, "I believe God may be leading me in this." And I said, "Trent, if you'll pray and seek God, you will know." The point is, though, when you know, once God shows you and you know it, then you got to do it. You got to pick the school that He tells you to go to. You got to take the choice of profession that He tells you to take you 've got to let God plan your future if he speaks to you about it if he leaves you alone you never hear anything about it you just need to keep praying to you know but if he's speaking to you and dealing with you you need to do what God's dealing telling you to do and so here my friend there's one thing I'm going to give you as a as a straightforward clarification of statement if you feel like God is leading you to do something, Chances are about 99.9% that he is. I'm not saying if you think or feel like that God may be leading you to um, do something wrong. That's obviously wrong. He's not leading you to go out and commit fraud against somebody, to take their money, and say that's a way to make money. The God's not leading you to this. I don't mean to be foolish about that, but but you have to be. You have to be in the state that you will follow what God is leading you to do. And some of you feel like God is leading you in something, and you just don't want to do it. You just don't want to do it. You may do it while you don't want to do it. But even if you don't want to do it, you better do it if you know God's leading you in it. You get that? Oh, I want to. I want to. I so much want to you know what it is whatever God's talking to you about you want to do something different and as long as you want to do that and if you do it and don't do what God's leading you to do then you'll be in rebellion and what is rebellion? It is witchcraft so I believe God I I, I wrestled with this a little bit I believe God is leading me about our next step. Not about not about giving the next step, but about what to give. And especially what to do at the very beginning of it. Here's my, here was my rationale. You know, on the on Celebration Sunday, let's just let's just quickly assume I'm using an illustration now. I'm not trying to promote next step. Well it may help that's good. But my point is to make an illustration to you. So on the Celebration Sunday, let's say you pledge just a number, whatever, 10000 dollars over two years to give. We're asking you to give a significant part of that, as you can, and that you're able to, on the first Sunday, on Celebration Sunday. So knowing that, I am praying about what to do. Not about what to give by giving, but about how much to give on that. I don't mind giving over a period of time, but lump sums kind of... I like spreading it out better than I do trying to say. That's why you make payments on things. You like that, too. So... I'm praying about it, and I said, Lord, you remember back in November, I told him, when, looked at my records and checked that, I know you remember this, Lord, I put this much money, I felt like you were leading me to put 10% of the little account that I had somewhere, that you're supposed to take 10% of that account and give it to you, beyond tithe, beyond anything. Just just do it. You didn't leave me to give it to missions. You didn't leave me to give it to buildings. You just said, just do it. I guess I could have put it in now that I think about it anywhere I wanted to. I should have thought about that, but I didn't. And this was way before next step. Came. So I said, so Lord, I gave it. You know, I gave that. And I really felt like, Lord, you were going to recompense me for that. I thought you were going to give me that back, double or triple. And where is it? Where is it? I didn't get an answer. I, I'm supposed to be smart enough not to have an answer for that. You understand? Spiritually, I'm talking about I suppose, I'm supposed to spiritually be perceptive. Well, sometimes I'm not. So I said, well, Lord, now you're talking about get me giving just about the same thing. And next step, why can't you just let me go back and say to the church, just take that out of the general fund and move it over to the next step in, because I've already given it. I've got a lot of good plans that I think God ought to pay attention to. Uh, why wouldn't He do that? I've heard about as deafening silence as I've ever heard in the throne room of God. He wouldn't even he wouldn't even whisper to me about it. I was so if I, was, I think he was saying to me, if you're so dumb as to try to pull that over on me, I'm not even going to have a conversation with you about it. <laughs> so I gave that up. I gave up that idea. I, I just said, okay, I haven't seen you return it to me yet, but I'm going to keep trusting you. It wasn't just a matter of expecting you to come back. I had a need for it to come back for. So, all said and done. That money's still in the church. At least, probably used by now. But at least I put it in. It's gone from me ever since I gave it and put it in there. It's gone from me, and it wasn't fifty or hundred dollars either. It was a substantial amount of money. I don't want to say it because I'm not trying. I'm not trying to bring any glory to myself by right this. I'm just trying to tell you how I know how God deals with people because I know how He deals with me. And I know that I have to hear God and obey Him if I want to move forward with Him. If I want God to do what we're asking Him to do for this property, for what we're here right now, for where we stand, if I want God to do that, I've got to stand on God's Word and obey Him and do what God tells me to do. Just like you have got to do the same thing in this church, in next step, just like you have to do every month when you or week when you decide how you tithe, just like every time it comes about, you've got to decide what to do, about your family. You've got to decide to do about what your home, if you're going to sell it or keep it or move. You've got to decide what you're going to do about your relationships. You've got to decide whether you're going to take that slap from that in-law, maybe not physical, but direct slap in your face, whether you're going to take that from that in-law and go out on and let peace prevail in the family. Whether you're going to accept that that judgment passed upon you by that uh, ungrateful son or daughter, never thanked you for all the things that you've done for them, Next Sunday is a good time for you to hold that grudge and bring that out to everybody. (laughs) You gotta decide that. And when you come down to making the decision, you decide I can't tell my daughter who to marry. I've told her she hadn't paid any attention to me. Why tell her again? I can't tell my son who to marry. I can't tell my brother that he ought to come in and start going to this church and get out of that old place that he's in. I can tell him, but he may not pay attention. And if he probably won't, and if he doesn't pay attention to me, I can't say, well, I'm not going to speak to you again until you do. That was where I got way off on down a track of this somewhere. <laughs> I, w- I was planning to be right about now finished with the second song. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll make this a two-part message. Instead of holding over another 20 minutes to finish it up in a hurry, I'll make this a two-part message. I preached today about Saul, the king of Israel, disobeying and being in rebellion. Next time I come back to this message, I will obey. I'll talk to you about Saul of Tarsus, who took an entirely different approach. And so today, I will, I will leave you with this. must say to him what you must say to God is the title of this message. I will obey. And if you don't say that and do it, and do it, you will miss God, you will miss God's purpose, you miss God's plan, you'll miss God's glorious blessings for you. And you will not get God's best. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. That's the course of the old song we used to say. Will you obey him? Don't come to me and say, Pastor, what is it that God wants me to do? I don't know. I may know some things, but I don't know enough about your life to tell you. And don't want to know. I don't want to, not, not that I'm not interested, I don't want to know because, as I said so many times, I don't want to preach things that I know about people that mm-hmm. people think I'm preaching to them. I never do that. I started to say something this morning that I thought could be taken by somebody in a personal way, and I decided not to say it. But I will tell you this much now. This this is my closing. God has spoken to you about certain things He wants you to do. You may not like it. Nope, 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 God, no. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. no God. Now I told you I wouldn't do that. i why you keep asking me. Keep talking to me about it, but I told you I wouldn't do it. And I meant it. right at that point is, you say, here, well, okay, I've got a good reason. This is the reason I don't want to do it. And when you come right to that place, we God, got this is the reason I don't want to do it, Lord. And just listen to him and his answer to you is, I don't care. I don't care why you don't want to do it. I see it that you don't want to do it because you don't want to obey my will. You don't want to do it because you don't have faith. Faith in me that walking according to my word will produce blessings. You don't want to do it because you think it will cost you too much. And you don't even understand it will cost you way more not to do it to be in disobedience than it will to be in obedience. And so God's answer when you say, this is the reason I don't want to do it. I don't care. I don't care why you don't want to do it. If you can't believe that my plan is greater than your plan, my purpose is greater than your purpose, that I know more than you know about you and your future and your life than you know, then you need to get back on your knees and start over again in serving God. I believe that's what the Lord is very strongly, very strongly saying to us, and in a clear, definite way. The question is, will you obey? And my answer is when He asked me that, because I've learned over the years there's only one answer. One answer of blessing, one answer of glory, one answer of victory. There's only one answer. When God says, "Will you obey what I spoke to you? And I say, yes, Lord, I will. It's not always easy to do that. I understand it. But I also understand that it's always the very best answer you can give. And don't say it and then not do it. Say, yes, Lord, I will obey. And then obey Him. If it stretches your faith, if it takes you up to a different level, if it puts you in a different place, think that is the blessing of God and the plan of God and be where God wants you to be, to have everything he wants you to have. Part one, of I will obey. Let's stand. Message that you need.